Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We'd like to take a moment to talk about some very sad news. We are beyond devastated by Ryan Chisholm's recent passing. A friend of the show, regular collaborator and horror fan, we loved having him as a guest on the podcast and his adoration of the genre was a joy to behold. He impacted so many people in an unbelievable amount of ways and that is clear from the outpouring of love for him in the last couple of days. His passion was electric, his support and positivity beyond compare. Rest easy, Ryan. You are and always will be a right horror dude. We raise a glass in your honour. You will always be in our hearts. Considering this loss, we'd like to reiterate our love and support to anybody who is struggling. It's Mental Health Awareness Week and we know that the horror community takes mental health very seriously. It's an accepting, understanding and safe place that we are proud to be a part of. If you need to talk, need words of encouragement or just to know you're not alone, we're always here to chat. I think I speak for us all when I say our DMs are open at all times. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, the podcast where free bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. And have giant arguments about serial mascots. <laughs> what? You said podcast twice in the opening line. Did for, I? Threw, every, threw everyone off. <laughs> yeah. Did I? What did I say? <laughs> podcast, podcast. It's one of them podcast podcasts. Uh, it's too late now. It's been a long and day. I think people have got the, got the idea, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> This is your first episode. You're welcome slash we're sorry in equal measures. Yeah. But welcome. Well, talking about, yeah, when you mentioned arguments, just before we hit record, we were talking about which serial mascot would win in a in a battle royale scenario. Uh, we put, who do we put in the mix? Tony the Tiger? Tony the Tiger. Tony. We, should, we should do our names, actually. So my name is Andy Conjurat Turner, oh, and okay. I am pro- I'm oh, putting yeah. forward Tony the Tiger. <laughs> As the greatest, most powerful serial mascot, and I'm here with my regular co-host, uh, Ben Errington. And in my corner, or I'm in the corner of 
Honey Monster, the big, unpredictable, terrifying, uh, probably a bit flammable. What is he? Beast. Exactly. The, the... He's a. Uh, he, he, no one really knows. I don't think he does. He's the last of his kind, a little bit like Superman. Yeah. Um, he's also asexual. <laughs> he lays eggs. He's breathing <laughs> as we speak. Life. They're not sugar finds, puffurian. Life finds a way. They're not sugar <laughs> puffurian or tiny eggs. Did you. Luke, did you introduce we're, we're, Yeah, we're, 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 all, well, we're both I No, I don't even know if I introduced the show. So. <laughs> My Who even knows? Luke, Luke Condor with a K, and I guess you've left me with Slim Pickens here, the, the Rice Krispie Boys. <laughs> never, never. Who Slim Pickens? Never heard of him. Made him up. <laughs> the Rice Krispie Boys. The Rice Krispie lads. The big one, two, three. Yeah, okay. I think I think the, the change. Crew. They really do get a greater chance if if you take them as some kind of pixie man and they have cut some type of magic. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. But why is their magic? Magic. Uh, it can puff rice from the inside out. So I imagine <laughs> some kind of microwave uh, power. Could... Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> they could puff anything from the inside out. Watch yeah. out. In that case, they absolutely win. <laughs> but only, if you, but only if you can make them stand still for long enough. Yeah, they're like scanners. Right, but... <laughs> <laughs> they got the numbers game. I think you'd think it was Honey Monster, but no. It's pop, bitch. Too slow. See, I put it. I put it to so you, Ben. In the seventies, eighties, the Honey Monster <laughs> almost certainly appeared on an advert with Jimmy Savile, so he's been cancelled. Did he? Yes, almost definitely. Oh. Well, um, yeah, but was it that, like that... Um, like a documentary sort of thing, like a Louis Farouk investigation? <laughs> if if he had his arm around him, saying, "I think this guy's all right." <laughs> this guy's great. I can vouch for him. No matter what happens, no matter what comes out about him in the future, I am vouching for him now. But me, the honey monster. Um, whereas Tony the Tiger, he's, he's got a, like, I put it to you, he's got a powerful voice. So I think he could convince other people to join us. Like in the pre, in the pre battle bit, where he just gets on oh, mic good, at the end. Orator. He could really, yeah. he could really get the crowd on side. He's not the people's champ. Yeah. Um, Second point, neckerchief. It's dynamic. Um, and third, he's a massive tiger that can walk on two legs and he can open doors like a velociraptor. I don't think the other two could escape from him anywhere. I don't think... Um, I think if a tiger was running at me, I'd be more scared if it was running on all fours than like mm. clumsily plodding along on its, on its back feet in its arms. He does extreme so. sports and everything, though, so he's quite agile. That's true, that's true. You could be like, oh, surfing. I'll outrun this tiger on my kite surf. And then you look behind you. If you're listening and you, and you agree with one of us or, you, or you've got your own suggestion, uh, let us know, because uh, I'd definitely be interested to know. I know um, American serials are more horror relevant because they have a whole range of yeah, horror true. adjacent like things. There's the... There's Count Chocula, and there's definitely a Frankenstein. And I guess that toucan that does Fruit Loops it could be the thing. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> could charms. easily be they've the got, thing. They've got a little leprechaun guy, haven't they? Have we got uh, him? I think he came over to England hmm. at some point as well, franchised. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. And you can only buy him in like massively expensive um, import shops, though, at the moment, can't you? Yeah. Hmm. Next up. Pringle guy versus the Dorito triangle thing with arms and arms. 
that kind of 1950s <laughs> um, wait. like jazz man that did quavers adverts for a while like a dog in like a zoot suit like the mask yeah jesus oh yeah, yeah. oh my god that's unlocked a memory i didn't know <laughs> i had a long dormant wow that's strange the zoot suit <laughs> dog versus pringlesman uh yeah uh, anyway sometimes horror. we talk Anyhow. about horror things yeah let's talk about horror things um starting with some horror news for this week um seeing as sam raimi is the name on the tip of everybody's tongue this week and we will be discussing why a uh, piece of news about sam raimi is that he says universal is looking to bring dark man or darkman back to life uh, 32 years since the release of Sam Raimi's superhero Universal Monsters hybrid Darkman, brackets Darkman, and many have been wondering if Universal had any plans to bring it back. I mean, I've been wondering. It's definitely crossed my mind at least once a day. Um, but yeah, this could possibly happen. Apparently, I've Josh, uh, never Josh... seen the first one. No. Oh. I've oh, seen Darkman cool. 3, Die, Darkman, Die, with the <laughs> Man from the Mummy. I've not seen original recipe, Darkman. You've not seen uh, original recipe, Darkman. Well, apparently, film um, Josh Rubin has been lobbying to direct a new okay. Darkman yeah, yeah. reboot. Darkman reboot for a while, so this could be interesting. You said Darkman reboot two times, then. So I'll pull you off on that. <laughs> 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 Why would you do that? I would never do this. I would never do that to you, ever. Uh, yeah. So this could be this could be interesting. Wonder if Liam Neeson could return. Why not? You know. I think he might have said, "Yeah, why not?" Eh? Check clears. If yeah. as soon as it, the second the check clears, we go. Oh, I've got terrible heartburn. I can't do it. Oh, get someone else. Who could who could play? I suppose it's difficult to say. Seeing you haven't seen the original Darkman, but I was going to say who could be a new Darkman. It's just some random guy in bandages, isn't it? I don't actually know what Darkman <laughs> is. <laughs> I'll be honest. Doesn't he have a? Is his face melted? He like his skin's all melted. But yeah. and he's got a, he's got a serum that can make his skin feel better, God but it only it. lasts for a bit of time, right? Only lasts for a bit of time, and then he screams and goes, "Fuck me face, bloody burning!" Uh, yeah, it's like <laughs> it a revenge. Him, it's like it a revenge him, story. Makes though. him dead hard, doesn't it? Like when he's had the serum. He's, oh yeah, oh, yeah. absolute nails. <laughs> absolute hard nails. Mackenzie Crook, hardest. Ricky Gervais. Mackenzie Crook. What? Just, Martin Freeman, what just <laughs> just <laughs> office people? Oh, actually, except Noel Fielding. Take Noel Fielding as Darkman. How about Richard Ayoade? Yeah, me- I'm the Darkman. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> I will do that. Take that. Pretty shit, to be fair. Richard Ayoade's Darkman. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> there we casted. go. So there's that, uh, and also. Apparently, The Guest 2 could be in the pipeline. Adam Wingard says he keeps the hope alive for a sequel. And that doesn't really mean that a sequel is going to happen if you're keeping the hope alive for something. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping the hope alive for a lot of things that will probably never come to pass. The return of Tazos, you know? Yeah. I want Tazos back in crisps. I want little gifts back in crisps and cereal. So I don't mention cereal again. I just want them in everything. In my yeah. sandwiches. No, everything should come with Tazos. I'll eat it. Yeah, uh, that like Tazos are like if NFTs went absolute bullshit. Just you know, yeah, analog keep... NFTs. Yeah, did, did Tazos exist in the in the US as well? Or were they just a UK thing? Uh, I'm sure some version of Tazos probably existed. 
Uh, also, yeah. we have Pogs first and then Tazos. Yeah. Um, and you keep them in a little clear plastic binder to yeah. just yeah. Thumb, <laughs> thumb through. If you're an old kid, certainly like I was, and you don't like, you get things like that. And think, should I play with these toys or should I obsessively keep them in a perfect set? And How not, can you even uh, play yeah. with them? What do you even do with Tazos? What's the aim of the game? Frisbees. Some kind of illusion that you could build something with them because of their slots, but you yeah, couldn't. you could, you could, like put together, don't they? Like make like complex molecular together. structures, eventually yeah. build like a starship that will take humanity to their new life in the stars. Oh. But then that's it. That's all. Even even looking at a picture of Tazos like makes my brain kind of like fold in on itself. It just feels odd. Oh, just I noticed that. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. it's collapsing into the multiverse <laughs> of madness. It's just mad. It's just like what. That's crazy. I wonder where, wonder where they all are. Landfill? Everyone's Tazos? It, everyone's I, got them in their attics or in yeah, their beds. They're, they're just... sold. I had a full set of like original recipe, the Round the World ones. There was the Monster Munch ones. Um, oh, my God. Uh, I had them in a little folder. And then when I cleared out my parents' house, I chucked them on eBay. Someone paid for an entire set of Tazos. Obviously, didn't want the fun of eating all those crisps. The Star Wars one, the little book. Oh yeah. yeah. See, I look, I look at them now, and I just think, what a load of tat. But back in the day, I was all over it. Like hell yeah, oh the Star Wars ones. I can't even, I can't even look at that. That is came in a little book, and it had little the the little folder that was kind of filofax size, and it would yeah. hold itself closed. It had a little Velcro patch on the thing yes. to keep it closed. Amazing. So just collecting shit when you're a kid, great. <laughs> collecting shit. So the guest, the guest who apparently wants it wants it to happen. Um, with Dan Stevens as David returning, Mike and Monroe wants you want, he wants Mike and Monroe back as well. I think there's like a there's an image here of like a the guest two soundtrack. So I don't know where they took some of the unused songs from the first film and put it into a guest two soundtrack. That could be interesting. I quite like that film. I like I really mm. like the guest. I just the only thing that troubles me about it is that. <sighs> You sort of like that. You just kind of want to watch it and think, why don't you just be a goodie? Like you could do all the cool things that you do when you help in the family. And they go, I'm not actually mad. See you then. My, just like, be a goodie. If, if you were just like the littlest hobo instead, he just helped and said, oh yeah, I didn't really know your brother in the war. Um, I'm just going the around. Hobo. I'm just going on doing those things. Um, every stuff I make, from? I make a new friend. Can't yeah. stay for long. Just turn around, I'm gone again, and off he goes. The guest. Mm. The, and there he goes, Tarongan. the guest, the end. Yeah, he does. Um, that could be fun, though. And another piece of news, the final bit of news I've got here, is that the Netflix live-action Resident Evil teaser trailer will arrive tomorrow, a.k.a. if you're listening to this on day of release, today. It may even be out, like, right now. Um, <laughs> I saw a really random clip of... What's his name? The guy playing Wesker. Uh, oh, my God, I forgot. The guy, he was in... Now, this is the... Yes, I know who you mean, but I do not know that because now I'm tripping up on the one from Umbrella Academy who's not this Wesker. That's the other yeah. one. He is also in this Horizon Zero Wesker, Dawn. Right? Yeah, it's Lance Reddick. Oh, I could have told you that. Lance Reddick. So there, there was a random, <laughs> a random clip of him on a talk show saying some really suspicious stuff about Albert Wesker that made me kind of think, oh, no. <laughs> he likes he, he said something like, Oh, he's just the, tiger's a the best cereal. He, <laughs> he just <laughs> no, he just said Albert Wesker is like a really committed dad and family man. 
And I was like, right. But he's also like involved in this global corporation making something evil, but maybe he doesn't know it's evil. And I was like, okay. Mm, I don't know. It kind of just did. It feels a bit rough. It feels a bit like here's an origin of a, of a villain starting off as a good person, which is always a bit weird in popular culture. Isn't it's it? like Maleficent all over again. Bloody <laughs> Maleficent. Yeah. What did you think about, uh, remember Hannibal Lecter? Yeah. Oh, you should have seen some of the stuff he'd done when he was younger. He was uh, raising money for charity. Like the Tazos. Yeah, the Tazos and gave them to yeah. kids. Gave them uh, to kids. Oh, yeah. The first people he killed them. were Nazis. Are you saying that not killing Nazis oh, yeah, is what you course. prefer to do? Hannibal, Hannibal Rising, yeah. He killed Nazis first, did he? And he ate them. Good. Yeah. <laughs> then he Good, killed that, excuse, that, that excuses it all, I guess. Yeah. It reminds me, I've been watching the uh, the Netflix show. I'm not moving on to what we've been watching already, but maybe I am um, about John Wayne Gacy. And they found like 30 plus bodies in and around his house. But on the tapes where they recorded him, he's like, oh, I've done a lot of stuff around the community. <laughs> I've done a lot of stuff around the community. I don't know why people are mad at me. I've done a lot. I've done a raking of the leaves on the gardens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he does it. I so Kat was watching that when I was kind of passing like nearly asleep at night. Passing wind? Passing wind at night is my favourite hobby. And um, I heard the bit where a guy, he'd invited this guy into his house and then he put handcuffs on him and he started to wrestle or something. Yeah. And, and as you left him, he managed to get out of the handcuffs and put them on John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. And then as he left, John Wayne says something like... Uh, you, no one's ever done that to me before. Yeah. So quite <laughs> lucky if he didn't get out, if he didn't kind of realise he was in trouble. Like he could have yeah. been, could have been done. Very strange. The ho- the weird thing about the John Wayne Gacy stuff is that you obviously remember him for dressing like a clown, but it's not really That's a major a small part. Yeah, it's such a small part. He kind of just used to do it occasionally. It was not. It was not linked to his committing of crimes in any way. Um, he didn't like dress up as a clown and go out killing people. He just dressed up as a clown occasionally. Uh, That's even creepier in a way. What just randomly? Yeah, yeah on a Sunday afternoon, he might. It was like that. Yeah. That's the thing. You said he was doing lots of things in the community. He used to like, uh, oh, I'm an entertainer. Shut yeah. up. I just had to quickly look up who, who it was. Uh, it isn't John Wayne Gacy, but it's another American serial killer. Which, uh, there isn't a, net, a Netflix documentary already. There'll be one in the pipeline. Hmm. Um, Ed Kemp, Kempner. Um, yeah. He is a, like, he's another terrible American serial killer. Bad man did loads of things, oh, yeah. but one of the things they did with him, apparently he had like quite a distinctive uh, speaking voice. He was, um, you know, quite a, like quite a, he was, he was the uh, John Crinan of his time for speaking voices, not for murders. He's much better. <laughs> he's, that's where the similarities end. He made a lot of um, audio books, didn't he? I mean, yeah, he, like he recorded the, yeah. the, he recorded the Star Wars audio books as like a little throwaway thing. And then obviously Star Wars became very popular. So there are, thousands if not millions of people who've listened to like the novelizations of star wars and gone oh lovely voice to read me this adventure story yeah it's weird couldn't he get famous like, murderer anyone else like he's not gonna pay him so it's like ah free money free money hell yeah classic george lucas hiring criminals classic george uh yeah so that i mean that was pretty much for horror news and also a tiny bit of what i've been watching uh, I guess we're all going to talk about a very similar thing. The same. Shall we thing. do that one first, all together? So we'll say it at the same time. Three, two, one.
Spider-Man Star 3. <laughs> I, knew, I, I knew you guys were going to play ball, so I stayed silent for not to humiliate myself. We've all uh, really watched Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. In the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, yeah, so it's not Andy's in it. No, he's in it. It's not Andy. Andy. He's, he's in it, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're not going to spoil it, so don't worry about that. No major spoilers in terms of... Uh, uh, cameos or, or anything like that. Although I would say the, the main big bad, I don't think was, I don't think it was obvious to what degree the big bad was going to be from the trailers, which I kind of liked. I like we didn't see yeah. absolutely everything. We saw some stuff, obviously, but we were kind of made to believe. But yeah, this is obviously directed by Sam Raimi. First, I was going to say first MCU film, but I guess after Spider-Man No Way Home, Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3 also count to a all degree count. yeah all count but this time he's just allowed his his style and his his obviously horror movie style to leak into this um this superhero film a lot of people are saying it pushes the boundaries of pg-13 i mean i think we've probably seen it as bad as this um in the pg-13 possibly yeah there's a couple of bits um there's a couple of bits i was surprised by how gruesome they were but I don't know PG thirteen. I mean, what what other films? I think people have said that there's stuff in some Pirates of the Caribbean movies, and mm. even like some James Bond films to a degree. I think where they're like that is I a think, lot. I think this is worse. From what yeah. I can remember, I might be mis misremembering or forgetting. Yeah, it's bits. hard for us to give the examples without the is spoilers, it, right? Is it but... not listed as mild peril though? Didn't they do that when mild peril? There's some like straight up murdering. Yeah. Uh, but there's some there's some murders. I understand what people are saying, but then again, when I think of films that are 12A, 15 basic, like the 15 rating yeah. in this country doesn't really exist anymore. I feel like it's I feel like nowadays it's 12A to and then just like things that are adults only are taking that out of the hands. And the reality is that it puts more responsibility on the parents for the range of things that could be within mm. a 12a um you know obviously a bit of a bit of violence like when you think about this yeah for in terms of scares and things that are designed to be scary and reach into the horror realm so traditional scary stuff and violence maybe more than your average marvel movie in reality, there's probably still less of a body count than the average Captain America movie, where like it's like spy action and people being shot or just punched across rooms, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and it's not going to be an 18 because you know no one pops out and goes, "Get some fucking heroin in you," and they go, oh, "Yes, please, my favorite." Yes, um, please, and drops a f bomb followed by a c bomb followed by uh, a penis. Yeah, no trouser. Yeah, I mean, so overall, what? How do you guys? Were you happy with it? Uh, I, was, I liked it. I was satisfied. However, maybe part of me expected more. Like just from the title, Multiverse of Madness, I wanted to mm. see some mad shit. But then again, I really liked the rate, the Sam Raimi flavor throughout. Um, that was present, and there were some really cool moments that I'm like, that may be some of my favorite MCU. It's definitely some of my favourite Doctor Strange MCU stuff um, mm. that I've seen. 
I think that the multiverse stuff has possibly been done in a more expansive way by things like Spider-Verse and um, The Last Spider-Man, No Way Home already. So I think it lost that impact. It had been the first one they did multiversal stuff we would have got um, maybe a little mm. bit more impact out of it. But there was a lot of really good stuff in it and I was excited by it. It was certainly the most excited I've been by a Doctor Strange film. But the other thing I'd praise it for is unlike I think the first bits of Doctor Strange that we've seen, it's kind of taking cues from the Doctor Strange we got from um, Infinity War in particular, um, where it isn't just like magic where you're, you know, you've got like a, a beam out of your hand or a little shield thing that comes out. He does some cool magic spells in this and like really yeah. wacky and wild stuff that he does with his magic. And that's I a lot really of fun. like how he uses magic at the end to, to fight against the, the big bad. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I like his, I like the magic that he uses in this one. My only note on that still is that I would like him to be in, I'd like him to deliver it in the similar way he did in like the 90s Spider-Man cartoon when he appeared in that, where he says the name of the magic yeah. spell. Uh, and yeah. it's like, the yeah. winds of what? But like <laughs> some of them like that. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, I think we're just at a point with MCU movies now where like, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, we're not quite sure what where phase four is going or what it's leading towards. But I kind of like that. I kind of like not having to think about, not having to think too far into the future with like mm. the slate I guess, like I'm kind of looking at yeah. the slate, going, "Oh yeah, that's coming up," and not worrying about it too much. So, uh, always, I I from, always a good time. I did hear from comic fans that, uh, and I think from massively popular podcast, the Weekly Planet, they're like, "There's so many like directions they could go in it. There are things from the end of this film which, if you dip into comic lore enough, it could explain why." you know, you might see things like vampires in a Blade film now that haven't mm. been introduced up to this point before. And I think it gives... It, there, There's enough weird stuff that's gone on that you could say any number, you know, item X, Y, or Z that you're expecting to be introduced. X? There are things that you could spin from this and say, <laughs> no spoilers, man. <laughs> when you say X? Just because it's one of the three things. <laughs> To bleep out yeah. that letter, so bleep Y and Z. Um, yeah. yeah, like there are lots of things that you could use this as like the thread to pull on to say, oh, this thing wasn't in it until now, and now you've done something, which means it will be. Um, yeah, I'm just, looking forward to it. Looking forward to where it could go now, which is yeah broad. Just think as comic book fans, we're just so, so lucky. Like I find it hard to really ever complain because I'm just like, even if I wasn't particularly into the story, like look at all that cool shit we got to witness. Look at the characters, you know, that we've seen in half a dozen movies getting some sort of some sort of part to play in a, in an unexpected way. You know what I mean? Like even if you're not particularly happy with character arcs, you're just like, wow, I can't believe this is like the fifth, sixth time we've seen this character in a film and look at, look how far they've come. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It is. It is interesting, and I like how I would kind of like it now if not everything becomes essential. And like, it's like comics that there's so much going on that there can be ones that you follow and ones that you don't. And if they dip into other ones, 
you don't necessarily have to have read all of the others, but you can get enough of what that character is. And then maybe you'll jump on to yeah. that series or yeah. whatever now. But there is I a think that's the direction that, they're though, taking. With, uh, with comics where you never know if you could just jump into a comic or if you have to get the reading order and you have to read all these side comics to make sense of a story. Like I'm reading some Batman comics at the minute and I've no idea what's going on some of the times because it, there's other comics going on to the side that I've not read or didn't even know I had to read. Yeah, You're reading it and going, who's this character? He's not very serious, is he? Always joking about, what's this fella's name? The bloody Larkster? <laughs> He's always, he's always joking. So he's very joking or something. I'm murdering. Yeah, I don't get this guy at all. How's he? How's he open to run a serious criminal? Crimes a serious business. Look at him, laughing all the time. What's his story? Yeah, I don't know, but I want to see the origin of this guy's story. That's what I want. As many times as possible. If as you many please. times as possible. Yeah. Uh, anything else that anyone wants to discuss from this week? Or? I watched another multiverse film. Um, oh yeah, of course. I'm so desperate to see this. There are no screenings near me. Yeah, so it's so weird. I um, I I, I think I've been randomly checking my Odeon app to see if it would ever pop up at all, uh, because it didn't seem to have any screenings in the UK. And it randomly came up. I've seen it came up this one time and one more time, and that's it. So two screenings in total for everything, everywhere, all of the time. No, everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, in another dimension it is called all of the time and yeah. and the multiverse of madness same one yeah yeah it's um um i saw it in imax and it was what i don't know if it's because i was really tired from work and the chairs went all the way back so super comfy the, the, the sound was almost painfully loud but not like it's just under that kind of like, like the perfect um volume to engulf me the screen was huge I had like the best time. It's like one of my favorite cinema going experiences ever. And the film, I don't know. I mean, have you seen the reviews for it? It's like I'm trying not yeah. to get Same anything. Man. Like again, I was listening to Weekly Planet, and they said like before we start on this, normally we we will talk a little bit about it, and before we go into spoilers. But if you're interested in seeing this, don't listen to anything. And I took their advice. Yeah. And turned it off, and I'm not. I'm not watching anything. I'm not reading anything, uh, even if I have to wait. Because I imagine with a limited cinema release, it'll be on VOD quite soon if I can't find it. Right? I, I guess so. I mean, I think. Um, I mean, who knows? Green Knight. It's, it's a. It's an A24 film. Green Knight came out in Prime at the same time as some screen screenings in the UK, so it might be the same kind of thing. What I would say is, it's. Um, so it's how. I don't want to give you kind of uh, vibes and stuff to expect. I will just say it's really ridiculous, really sweet. And it it was the kind of film you watch and it reminds you why films are really good. Like it takes you back to that place of watching films as a kid, like watching Back to the Future for the first time. Like it's just everything's so well put together, so bombastic. Like they've gone really... And the weird thing is I found out that only five people did the special effects for the entire film and they did it in their bedrooms over COVID lockdown. And so it's a really small team. It's amazing what they've been able to do. Um, and Michelle, yeah, was uh, fantastic. I, I don't want to spoil it to me. I'll just say it's like, for me, it's, I'm going to have to watch it again, but it might be like one of my favorite films of all time. <laughs> like it's oh, so good. I have to watch it. I have to watch it as soon as I can. I do worry that like, maybe I'm being just uh, biased towards it because it's directed by Daniels, who Swiss Army Man, which is another favorite film of mine. 
So I do wonder if I'm like being easily swayed by it. But I don't think that's the case. The reviews, everyone else seems to be really loving it as well. So, oh yeah, I think if you if you liked it, you've had that reaction. I think any this day and age in this economy, going to see a film a second time at a second screening, that's a powerful. It's a powerful message. I will go and watch this film again, and I think I'm going to um, at the cinema. I mean, and the last film I did that for was the Suicide Squad, which was also great. And you see, there's me turning up to feel guilty. I feel like that when I watched the Suicide Squad. I was like, is it just because I think James Gunn's really good? Yeah, um, there is. Yeah, but I, I did like to, that film a lot. I took my friend Dita to see the Suicide Squad. He doesn't like superhero films at all, and he really liked it. So I don't think that's the case with that one. Yeah. Well, there you go. Awesome. Also, is it, if it. anyone else want to jump in, what have you got? Anything else? Uh, you only I've have... just done comics this week mostly. Oh. Did you have one more thing, Luke? Did you say that? So we finished Supernatural. Oh, <laughs> yeah. we're sure what to jump onto next, and we ended up finding, but all of Buffy is on on the Disney Channel. So we started on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Is it? Oh. The first on Disney season, on Disney Plus, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Oh yes. The first Very season nice. feels more like the film than I remember. <laughs> oh <laughs> really? <laughs> Very 90s. There's uh we watched the last one we watched that was like an internet demon. And the way they talk about the internet, that one of them was like, <laughs> the internet's gonna be really big. There's almost as many emails as real letters sent last year. It's gonna gonna get bigger from here. And I was like, wow, <laughs> can you imagine the time? <laughs> Almost as many emails as real letters. So. Almost. <laughs> uh, but not wrong though. It's fun. It does. The first season. I remember the first season being a bit ropey, like it's trying to find its feet. It does feel a bit Relic Hunter at times. Uh, if you ever watched Relic Hunter. I'm aware of Relic Hunter. Is that like a? Yeah. Is it like a Sky One, like yeah. nine o'clock on a Thursday type program? Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean. It, 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 it does have some really funny bits. You can tell Josh Whedon wrote it and it's got all his usual great dialogue bits in there. Uh, it's good. Looking forward to carrying on. I still intend yeah. to watch like a top Let's 10 or something again. like that. I might get because I never saw any. Apart from that one with the <laughs> ventriloquist dummy, I've not seen any of the other Buffies. So I might watch them all one you day. like them. And especially Angel as well. Angel it gets a bit weirder and darker with all the demons and stuff. I'm still working my way through slowly finishing off series because i finished moon knight um i'm still oh, I, I finished moon knight as well sorry finish moon knight uh Me too. working my way through halo as they come out which is still good um what i still haven't finished peacemaker but the one i've seen the first couple and they're really good but then we get in um miss marvel starts anytime soon right it's the end of this month and i'm still trying to work my way through the Star Warsy bits. I'm on season two of uh, Mandalorian, or as my phone auto corrects it to, Mar shots Mar Solo Rain. So I'm just finishing off Mar Solo Rain, and then uh, get on to Obi Wan. <laughs> what do you guys think of uh, Moon Knight? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. Decent. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it, I like it. It's uh, it. I think the Marvel series on Disney Plus so far. I think most people I've spoken to, each of them has a different favourite, which is interesting. Mm. Um, I don't think this topped it for me. I think I liked the finale more than a lot of people did. 
because I think I actually liked the kind of action he beats and the way it tied up. So I thought there was a lot for them yeah. to achieve still. Um, yeah, I, I I think it was good, but I think oddly enough, on reflection, Hawkeye might still be my favourite. I've not seen that one yet. It's a nice Christmas story. <laughs> it's too late for me for that one. I'm going to wait till Christmas. Next to watch Christmas. It. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I watched this week is the new Michael Bay movie. Ambulance. I was going to oh, say, is it ambulance? Uh, you know what? I think there's a good film in here somewhere. It's just a bit long. It's like it's two 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 hours fifteen. I think it was like if it was like ninety minutes or like I don't know hundred minutes, it would probably be, be a lot better. It just gets bogged down in thinking. Like I love Jake Gyllenhaal and I love Yaya Abdul Mateen. Um, I don't know, just. Jake Gyllenhaal gets that they're really trying to hammer home the fact, oh, he's so charismatic, this criminal man. Look at all the cool things he's doing and saying. And I was a bit like, ah, I don't know. It's a bit bloated. Felt a bit bloated. So many actions good. Um, it feels like it want it feels like it's, you know, wants to be like speed slash bad boys, a bit of a combination of that. As an action film to just kind of um sit down and zone out to good. Um, but in terms of the fact it's like, oh, it's a huge bank heist. And then it's just, I don't know. It just feels, it could have been a lot better. But still, probably what's worth a favorite, watch. What's your favourite bank heist movie of all time? Heat. Heat. You yeah. had that in the chamber, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love I love the, the, um, the bank heist in the place beyond the pines just because he oh, yeah. literally goes in with a motorcycle helmet on stands on the on the desk waving a gun about and this just feels it feels like you're right there with him because i think i don't know if it's one single shot it might be it feels like you're right there with the character like on his back basically like yoda uh, while he robs a bank but he is just gotta be the in terms of heist movies definitely up there is, is got, my favorite you got, you got a favorite oh. heist movie luke ready to go no um the the heist at the start of the dark knight deserves a mention just because Mm -hmm. of that soundtrack that why so serious track the way and the the sort of the city shots at the start i would love to have seen that in in imax i never did i'm blanking on heist movies what's the oceans 11 (laughs) see i've never seen oceans 11 but my favorite i think i don't know how well it holds up it's been a few years now I'm in love. The the inside man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Good, good old inside man? good old oh, Denzel. I am the multiverse of madness. One more. <laughs> where, where, where in your in your original dimension there were no there were no heist movies. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, the universe is identical. What's your favorite heist movie? Oh what? Uh, oh, I've got another one. The Town with Ben Affleck and Jeremy Renner. That's good as well. That's good. I think that's a Ben Affleck directed yeah, I think so. movie. Uh, or a horror heist, Army of the Dead. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the one I've seen. That, that's, that's the, the best seen. one. <laughs> that's all of them. There we go. Well, I was so going to say Ant-Man, but then he specifically says, this is not a heist movie <laughs> at one point in the film. <laughs> yeah. And you go, don't believe you, mate. You, you uh, had it written there. Favorite heist movies, Ant Man, number one, and then he said it. Like, Cross that off then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apart, um, so just that film. Apart from 
by your film, film of the week. What, what were you going to say? Other, then, sorry? other than the film of the week, real quick, I also read uh, horror adjacent. Actually, I was working through some comics. I read a comic called Vinyl. I'm afraid I don't have the creative team in front of me, but it was. Uh, I think it's been produced by by Image. Now I've released it and taken on publishing, but it was originally published by Twelve Gauge Comics. Um, you can find them wherever you find comics on the internet, be it Twitter or the socials. But um, basic premise is that a federal agent finds himself, he's part of an undercover operation. He gets just swiped off by a, almost like a cult um, that are of wrongans and of killers. And the one person that is able to try and rescue this, this guy is the serial killer who he's been working undercover trying to get him to sort of covertly confess for years. Um, so, we, but, And he's just grown really fond of him. So um, he takes it on himself to try and save this guy from the danger that he's in with him and another few serial killer friends that he's able to gather together into this group to try and execute this plan to save him from like this secure cult compound. It is as mad as that description sounds. It is... Mm-hmm really like if you're a horror fan there's lots of little nods to like horror cinema and franchises and slashers as well like freddie and jason and michael myers get like little cameo mentions and little appearances in prop form and so on as well from some of the killers some really disturbing like serial killer characters who are your heroes in this like your superhero team that they meet it's a lot of fun and it's a the short run has just finished they've just released it as a trade paperback um so you can pick up the whole thing now a lot of fun interesting lovely what's that called so vinyl it's called vinyl like the type of records vinyl 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 very nice nice. yeah but that was it apart from that as you guys were just saying fire in the the sky. sky fire in the sky (laughs) (laughs) I could have done a lot better but that was the first one that came to mind so here we go Fire in the Sky aka The X-Files uh, <laughs> okay Fire in the Sky is a 1993 American biopic yes biopic science fiction mystery film don't see the word horror there uh, directed by Robert Lieberman, adapted by Tracy Torme, based on Travis Walton's book, The Walton Experience, which describes an extraterrestrial abduction. If your name was Travis Walton, what else could you name your book? What the Walton. Jimmy Experience. Jimmy Experience, what I asked. Yeah. <laughs> it's another prog rock uh, band name, The Walton <laughs> Experience. That should be uh, the subtitle, surely. I got abducted by aliens. By yeah. Jim, by, by what? Fire, by Travis Walton. Fire yeah. in the sky. What's this about? Bloody plane exploded. Uh, the film stars D.B. Sweeney as Walton, Robert Patrick as Mike Rogers, and it also got James Garner, Craig Sheffer, Scott McDonald, and Henry Thomas, a.k.a. Elliot himself Elliot from... T. E- Elliot T. from E.T. <laughs> or Et. Elliot T. Elliot T. from Et. Uh, Mr. T's son, Elliot T. <laughs> Please, Mr. T was my father's name. Uh, an Arizona logger mysteriously disappears for five days in an alleged encounter with a flying saucer in 1975. His co workers endure ridicule and contempt as they are wrongly accused of murder. 
yeah. and and Is ridicule r- the thing you're most worried about if you've murdered someone <laughs> murder don't ridicule me for doing a murder i uh i searched the woods and there was nothing they took him you expect me to believe that a flying saucer came down and took your friend away to outer space. That's the truth, mister. That's exactly what happened. Is it? Is it? We all saw the guy get zapped. You saw something. At least you thought you did. Robert Patrick uh, wears double denim a hell of a lot in this yeah. film. It suits him. Which I enjoy. Yeah. Um, in terms of uh, ratings, uh, so on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a critic score of 42% and an audience score of 57%. Uh, Roger Ebert said the movie's flaw is that there's not enough detail about the aliens, uh, which is a bit, I mean, it's based on a true story. I mean, you can't just make up more stuff about the aliens i guess i don't know <laughs> why don't you for... give me more information about the aliens because i don't have it make it up <laughs> that's for the yeah. that's for the alien franchise to do years later yeah. more information please IMDb... what's the origin of these aliens sorry sorry ndb is at 6.5 out of 10 letterbox 3.1 out of 5 couple of reviews gooch holt said when the scrotums pull the condom over his face five stars <laughs> Wait a minute, Gooch Holt says yeah. something about scrotums. Yeah, when, when the scrotums pulled the condom over his face, five stars. Yeah, and then <laughs> Grimp Grump put a waste of my goddamn time. One neat scene that lasts two minutes tops, followed by two hours of schlock. I'd rather pull my teeth out than watch again. Oh. I slap one of them, their aliens, on their bald head. One <laughs> oh no, Grimp is Grump. Can he watch it backwards, or was the ten-minute scene that he there was the two-minute scene he found really exciting, the bit where he's riding his bike on the pavement in the start? That was that you can't do that, can you? That's so risky. What if someone just came out the front door of the shop? Bang, dead. I slapped one of them. Their ratings on their bald head. He wouldn't (laughs) say I would slap. He said I slapped. I slapped one of them. Well, like he did. He's already (laughs) done it. He actually did. It's habitual, but with. Unless unless he's made some kind of grammatical error, which how would he post that on a on a form on, on the internet? That that's indicative that he like he commonly does it. I slap like you know yeah. I drink water. Yeah. I slap he, an alien on its bald head. So he says I slap one of them their aliens on the bald head one out of ten. So he's rating the experience of slapping them on the head, and he keeps on he's doing a, it. Or he means he's a, he's only Still. slapped one. He's only slapped one out of ten, and he's Nine trying to get to the go. rest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mission in life will be to slap other nine aliens. Lalian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There we go. So yeah, I mean the, the big thing there to take away, I guess, is that the Rotten Tomatoes critic score is 42%. I actually thought that would have been a bit higher. I mean, because this movie, I mean, is it really a horror film? It's like a horror short film with lots of padding. Mm. Yeah, it's like a like horror a... short film, and as I think you mentioned, sorry, Andy, I think you mentioned earlier, it's like a small town drama. Uh, mm. 
it feels like a small town sort of drama slash like a long episode of of I don't know murder she wrote. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's, with yeah, it's like the big community. It's all about like the community and the uh, you know the experience of those people. It could be like a lifetime like daytime TV movie about the ridicule they get in the community. It veers into horror territory for me because the last twenty minutes is absolutely fucked. Yeah, I mean, it's nice I mean, at it's the end. Quite- that's all right. Maybe that makes it the, those bits more effective, the horror bits, because they kind of yeah. come out of left field so much. Um, but is it worth sitting through all of that? If, if you sit down to watch something scary, oh god, you're gonna love this! It's got the scariest sequence <laughs> in any film I've ever seen in my life. Just hang <laughs> ten for, Every, for two everyone, hours. Everyone will be asleep. Every, yeah. It'll kick. It'll kick <laughs> off, and you'd sit forward and go, "Here it is, then, guys." Everyone's fast asleep. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, technically for a piece of horror cinema what you probably want is just that one scene in isolation or someone should pick that up and say hey, make a film of this but actually I will, I will speak very briefly in defence of some of the the other parts of the film actually maybe you could have made this earn a horror title a little bit further had you injected some more of the things from that 20 minute scene elsewhere in the elsewhere in the movie if we just rebalanced it out a little bit but yeah the pieces the the bits in the you know in in the town and the the bits around the relationships they ain't half bad you know they were fine which is why i'm surprised by the rotten tomatoes pieces score being so low because i don't know it's not that bad. Forty-two percent. It doesn't. It doesn't seem to compute. I feel like it's very watchable. Yeah, <laughs> very yeah. watchable. Yeah, very fine. watchable. For everybody's good. Everybody's um, like I'm interested in finding yeah. out how it how it pans out. Robert Patrick is good. The 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 main the abducted guy D B Sweeney. I thought it was the guy from ER for like the whole way through the film until suddenly I got just a different angle of his face and I went, actually, it ain't even him. Yeah, I thought it was on, on the, when it first started. I thought it was James Spader, but then he moved his face to another angle. That's the thing about this guy; he's got <laughs> his face. De- depending on the angle, yeah. like he can look like any actor. At the end of the film, when once he's become more sensible, Paul Rudd now. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Touch, a, touch of the Paul Rudd's about him, yeah. Uh, once he's become more sensible, you mean just traumatized? No, yeah. it, like in many ways, we'll cover it as we go through the story. I would say. A couple of years of nightmares and so on, and but by and large, he's a positive outcome off the back of this. So any objections to him marrying the girl he loves have been withdrawn after he comes back from being because at the first, just before he gets abducted, in fact, um, you know the 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 guy says to him, "I don't want you marrying my sister. You're a bloody dreamer, mate. You need some serious life experience before you can do that." Oh, I haven't got time for that. How can I? get a lot of life trauma in me in just five days i know um, yeah yeah and then he come and then after that mere two years later he's settled down he's got a more sensible haircut he's got a house and he's got his second kid on the way he's got it all he's got it all worth it what, you, what are you saying if you're not sure where your life's going is get abducted and then it'll give you some direction yeah have yeah, a gap really year get your priorities or get abducted by aliens have a gap year i'm gonna i'm gonna gap year you know yeah, uh, this um, this kind of horrifying alien abduction vibe. Has it 
I really like that kind of flavor of alien abduction. I don't think I've ever really seen it before outside of this. It always seems to be a bit too clean. This is everything's kind of gooey and and strange. Oh yeah, there's and, definitely and really something truly alien. yuck about it, isn't there. It makes me think that yes, these are aliens and this is an alien ship. But I also think you grossy little horrible bastards. It doesn't make me think. It doesn't make me think that they're. You know when when people get abducted by aliens, you think right, these are the this is the pinnacle of that race coming to our planet to take somebody and do all these experiments to work out what makes us tick. This just makes it. They seem like just horrible, grotty, like rebels who have left their planet and they go right. We're gonna go to abduct someone. Yeah, it's that really yeah, toe jam and yeah. but less positive vibes. They've they've yeah. like gone out on the spaceship and let's get. They've probably seen him get out of the truck in this guy. Just fuck this guy up. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah pull his legs off like he's a daddy long legs. Did you ever see? Oh. Um, the only the only other thing I can think that kind of catches a similar kind of vibe would be. Um, do you ever play Prey? Not yes. the remake, like the original one. The original one where the guy gets abducted to don't fear the reaper and then they're making people into like meat they're like eating yeah. them and you're you're like um on like a conveyor belt and you see like your family on the other parts of the conveyor belt getting yeah. squished or it's uh, a great processed. game actually Original it was a really cool like opening. yeah really cool open sequence i want to see more of this like horrifying alien abduction stuff yeah it's cool it, it's something i haven't seen a lot of where and maybe we'll see it in Nope, later this year, maybe not. I'm not sure the trailers yeah. give that kind of impression necessarily, but yeah, these like horrible. And you're right, you've already you've already conjured the X Files in this discussion. Like the kind of sinister, but still quite unknown. Like the idea of like aliens as scientists is something you can get on board with, or them being like an invading force, like in um, like an Independence Day, if you like. But just aliens whose exact motives are unclear, but are just horrible that you get in this, maybe to an extent in the signs as well. They're coming just to come fuck people. That's more of an invasion though, because they're everywhere. But yeah, um, we don't we don't like water. Oh yeah, idiots. Your head's getting abducted. Not again. Um, yeah. So um, I guess, how does it start? It's just it them logging. Yeah. It, well, it begins with a. Well, it begins with all of the guys gathered together for a bit of a. To, yeah. They're all setting up a flashback. They're all getting together, and the mysterious. Come on, guys. Let's set up a flashback, shall we? Yeah. They go to the pub. Tell, tell, set up a flashback. The whole the whole town's turned up for this flashback in the pub. Yeah. And it's so, right. gather around and hear you flashback. <laughs> They gather it's around like, um, Robert Patrick like he's pretty old bear. And they go, go on, tell us a story, old bear. So it's a classic, like, small town, don't believe anything other than, you know, what they see in front of their face. Um, yeah. It's set in 1975 in a town called Snowflake. Uh, oh, oh, bloody Snowflake. She's dead. I don't know. I can't say anything. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it's a, a bunch of loggers. Travis, played by Robert Patrick. Um no, no, no. Travis sorry. is the abductee man. Mike, 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 played by Robert Patrick, and all of his uh, dudes all gathered together to tell a story that some, it sounds like someone, something bad's happened to one of their mates, essentially. 
and it could be like this is going to go into a like a like a health and safety video it's like and that's why you shouldn't play on the train tracks but it isn't that <laughs> we go to like like a life was good flashback that just shows everyone having a great time he's riding his bike he's cutting up a truck at the junction he's just like shaking his fist at him playfully um he's an absolute crazy person he's riding his bike dreamer we say riding his bike he's not riding a push bike he's on a motorbike he's a motorbike man he's a he motorbike wants to, he wants to open his own motorbike man shop yeah yeah and MT he's driving or something. yeah empty motors because their because their showroom is always empty that's that's yeah. an awful name that's an awful where people are turning up like i want to buy a bike oh showroom's <laughs> empty mate Oh, it's, empty. Oh, it's in the name. It's in the name, MT. Well, I know it's seriously because it's Mike and Travis, but that's an awful name. And the fact that Mike doesn't say that's an awful name bothers me. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he just he just like he just gives him nondescript dismissal. But, nah. Meh. Um, but it's also like you know these, there are some things that are going well. His sister that works at the bakery is basically Jason Statham's the transporter. She knows to gather up the bagels <laughs> and the sandwiches that he's made and step out. Of the, my phone technology isn't around in this period in the 70s she knows to step out of that door at exactly the moment so you can take some sandwiches and give her a little high five either he'd hear her coming oh, sorry she'd hear him coming surely but yeah. it's donuts isn't it they're having morning donuts. donuts morning donuts that sounds great that all right sounds good, that sounds yeah. like the life i want that life. yeah especially if you're a physical job you're logging all day you're gonna have chainsaw jewels out there like these you guys want... do <laughs> you want to be full of donuts for that Kind of yeah, business. you need you need the fast energy that only powdered sugar can provide to be able <laughs> yeah. to to do that type of and work. You don't want to be too full. That's why they take the middles out of the donuts. Yeah, that. yeah, that'd you be that, one step too far, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so he nips along to Mike's house. Um, Mike's a is a good working man. Uh, you know, they got they got bills to pay. He comes up with his MT motors, like all his business ideas. He's like. Well, you, this thing about empty motors, like, sure, our showroom's always going to be empty, but we can't do that to the bank. It's like, that's all right. I've sketched a picture of what it will look like as well with my crayons. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Travis, and this you're is before he's been laugh. abducted by aliens. <laughs> yeah. This is before he's messed up. As an alien, but do a test on your brain. <laughs> what? Maybe, no? to be fair, do we see the picture at the end of the movie? Maybe that's where the aliens let him go. Maybe they go, oh, this in his pocket empty oh. and they go very good <laughs> very, and the show there's no bikes there because in alien language obviously the showroom is always empty just take this back to our planet. great and then someone slaps one of the aliens on his bald head yeah <laughs> if, you, if you stay to the end credits i didn't watch the end credits maybe if you do you see them opening those three those three fellas opening up a uh <laughs> Open up a, a, a motorbike showroom, but with just a mustache and a hat on, and people just <laughs> yeah. think they're human. Are you all right? Just three of them in a big long coat standing on each other's shoulders. Classic, absolutely classic. Um, but yeah, so they have a little bit of, um, you know, he goes, he goes around. Travis is at Mike's house. It's Mike's youngest sister that is his girlfriend. Is like, oh, should we just get married? I'm going to open this bike shop. I've done the sketch. This the, the hard part's done. She's like, all right, then maybe maybe, maybe we will get married. Oh, but, Mike's, but then they, they go to work. They got a bit of a gang. They just do some mad bounce about beating the shit out of each other. One of the guys, is it Dallas that doesn't like doesn't like Travis? 
Yeah, Dallas and Travis don't like each other. They're like threatening each other with uh, chainsaws at one point. I'm just walk up to each other and goes, chainsaw you. Chainsaw me. Fucking chainsaw you, mate. You just do it. You just do it. Oh, you do it. Go on, rev your chains. I'll turn it off, in fact. It's a good job. It's a good job Mike's watching. Before it. Mike's having none of it. He's like, can you guys not just get along and stop trying to chainsaw each other? Um, yeah, do we ever know is... why they don't get on? Uh, they secretly have massive crushes on each other. Uh, that guy who, um, who, the other guy, the the bad guy, he's his. Is that Craig Chef Schiffer? He is the um, in uh, Nightbreed. He's the main guy who yes. turns into a demon in that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, I thought I recognised him. Uh, but yeah, there's some interest. This ragtag group are all quite interesting. You have got Henry Thomas, um, obviously uh, Elliot, as we've already mentioned. A young, he's what, what, like 17 years old? Did they say? There's like a, an Indiana Jones guy uh, for some reason. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's like yeah. a cross between the good and bad from Indiana Jones. He has an Indiana Jones hat, but the glasses of the main Nazi. I've <laughs> got, got a great look for you. Uh, oh, then- Indiana Jones is a bit too good. What can we do to? I know. The Nazi glasses. There's a guy I kept forgetting was there. He kept popping up. I mean, he's a guy. They have blonde hair or something. Kept Billy popping up. I go, man. who's that guy? Billy oh, T-shirt. Guy? Billy T-shirt. Oh, John John Hair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, Dallas uh, Craig Sheffer is kind of like the he's the um, re- rebellious yeah, art he's nut. The, he's the he's bad boy bunch. Oh, it goes shit. So obviously, <laughs> naturally, when they start thinking they've murdered their friends, people gravitate towards him. He's got a criminal record as well, you know. He's done some serious jaywalking. He's been chainsawing some people. I think if, if I had to suspect anyone, it would be Elliot T. He doesn't say much. He doesn't emote much at all. He seems very suspicious. He's very upset all the time. And I think, how upset can you be? Yeah. Yeah. Too upset. I mean, fairly so open and shut case, though, because, uh, you know, they finish the day's work and rouse aside. The only other bit is that Mike goes, yeah, I don't want you marrying my sister, mate, as we already covered. Like, you're a bit of a dreamer. What you need is a bit of life experience, a bit of trauma. You need to have your, you know, you need the experience of being lifted up into the sky by your dreams, not anything else. Um, and then it just being horrible and it not working out. It's off. Yeah. But I run a married oh, yeah. sister really soon. How am I going to get that experience quickly? Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, on, on the drive home, we go, what's that? Mind drop. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's like a fire. Yeah, so they call it a fire, fire in the sky. They're all oh, keen yeah. for Dallas yeah. to, to explain that he saw it. Well, you explain what you saw. You saw it first. Yeah, by like four seconds. What's that <laughs> over there? What? Oh, yeah. It's like, what? you don't, it's, it's an, the experience doesn't now belong to him because he saw it first. <laughs> this is um, the alien witnessing version of whoever smelt it, dealt it. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out Dallas smelt it. Um, but yeah, initially they're like, oh, is it a forest fire? Uh, what the hell's going on over there? But then they go, hang on a minute, that looks mad. I've never seen anything like it. Wow, there's no smoke if it's a fire. Ah, let's yeah. go and see. There's a big it's quite, it's red like, light. Uh, I mean, it, it, they say saucer, but to me, it's like uh, like a bit. I mean, Ben, you've got the picture there, like uh, engorged, enraged. It's like, it looks like a, a con, it looks like a nipple. It looks like a very dry nipple, a very chapped nipple that you would yeah. maybe need some E45 on. It also looks a bit like a, a condom that hasn't been unraveled. All those, all those toys that you, you push and then you put on your table, and a second later it pops oh, yeah. and jumps into the air. Oh, yeah. Like a little jumping, yeah. whatever they are called. Yeah. It's like a big but, floating but, nipple. But with, but with like the lava texture from like an N64 game on it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if you've not seen the picture, we've described it absolutely perfectly. That's exactly how uh, Alan Alan Dallas, Dallas should have described it. Go, um, go, go back thirty seconds and close your eyes while you hear us describe that again. Nipple. What you've got there is perfect. What the, image. What the salient points? Nipple so, and raised so, volcano texture from an N sixty four game. Yeah, unraveled, uh, unraveled, unraveled condom. condom. Pre, got it. Pre, pre unraveled condom. Pre raveled. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't want to say it anymore. An un, <laughs> a flat condom, effectively. Uh, it's yeah. a bit, and it's a bit smoky too. There's a red, there's a red haze coming off that. Yeah. Or, or do you know what? Also, like a, a baby's bottle teat as well. Yeah. Which yeah. is obviously supposed to represent a nipple. So I suppose I'm kind of we're barking at the correct tree. That's a saying. Yeah. That's not a saying. Do, That's yeah, not you're, a saying. You're, you're in the right. You're in the right school of design. You're in the right tree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they see it and they pull up and everyone's going, Cool, look at that. Travis, not a good enough look for him. He gets out and is properly standing under it having a look, which if films has taught of it, taught us anything, it's not where you want to be around an alien spaceship because something might happen to you and it does. Everyone's shouting at him, Come on, come away. And he's like He's like dancing. He's, like, he's, do, he's doing those moves, he's <laughs> doing that bit where you like make sort of like your knees have swapped sides. There's a one man Mexican <laughs> wave. <laughs> yeah, wow. he's doing he's doing all the classic moves of the time, and eventually the he gets their attention. Abduct me, boogie, <laughs> and everyone's reacting in like various ways. Like everyone's really, really affected by it. Everyone's really shit in their pants. To be fair, mm-hmm. um, because yeah, what happens is the alien spaceship like there's like a beam, but it just knocks him out, knocks him down to the ground. Well, it sends like, him flying backwards, doesn't it? It's like static electricity or something. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, what. yeah. He like for looks some reason, yeah, and like goes, gets stage fright. 
and he gets put in the spotlight. He's not like showing off anymore. He's not doing like the like the sand dance and stuff like when you're on Den and Tig, you're dancing about. He's uh he looks up at the sky and gets frozen and then gets blasted to the floor and the guys do one. And the guys immediately go, he's dead. <laughs> when you see someone get knocked off their off their feet by an unseen force, you automatically just go dead. Uh, uh, dead, aren't they? That's a one hit kill. Yeah. Uh, the GTA wasted uh, word comes up, dong, in front of them. <laughs> and then they go, right, that's it. Let's get out of here. So they go, they drive away. Cheese. And, <laughs> and then they all like bargain with each other to, we should go back. He's not dead. Oh, yeah, he is. Uh, but everyone wimps out except Mike, who just says, oh, now nah, go back and find him. It's all good. He's gone. Uh, but when he goes back, he's completely gone. Not even a. Uh, a, a boots, just Travis a shaped, just one shoe, smoking shoe, or like yeah. a Travis shaped, sh- uh, like outline on the floor. Yeah. No, he's he's gone. Absolutely, um, absolutely gone. No, no sign of him. Just to call this bit, what would you know? A bit of real life horror. What would you do if you saw a spooky fire in the sky, N sixty four nipple hovering above your car? Um. I think I'd probably stop and have a look, but I don't think I'd get as close as, as Travis does. Um, get beamed. But then we yeah, don't I mean, know. Is he, it... Why does he go into the light? He's like a, like a moth, like drawn to it. Like he <laughs> runs straight to it. I don't know why he would go that. No, I just I think mean... at this point of his life, having not been abducted by anyone, he's just a bit of a fucker, doesn't he? He like goes for it. I guess they've, they've laid the ground, because they know people watching this game, like, why would he do that? They've laid the groundwork. He's an idiot. And he looks... <laughs> He yeah, he would, have his bike. he would have cut it up on his bike if he'd been on it. Yeah, exactly. Aliens yeah. Would be like, Maybe that's it. The guy driving the truck at the book, why didn't they treat him as a suspect? He was furious. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I would, I don't think I would run underneath it and start trying oh, to. Oh, we meant to it. think that there's something. I was almost like, is there something drawing him in? Like some sort of uh, signal, some Alien wave. Mind power. Yeah. Come and have a look at this nipple. Get your eyes on this. That's why none of the rest of them can even get out of the car because they're so scared. Uh, maybe that's why, obviously, like... you know, uh, we don't know the, the the relationship status of all of those. Maybe that's why they make it look like a uh, nipple because at least Mike is married. Maybe some of the others are. And they'll be like, <laughs> single man, I maybe you're not looking at the. Do you want to have a look at some of these spaceship boobs? And it'd be like, <laughs> I mean, look at his oh, face yes, in, in the picture behind me. That's the face of a guy who's <laughs> seen a giant floating boob he looks he wants, like he wants to suck <laughs> he looks like Mara from home alone 2 when he's getting electrocuted <laughs> yeah he'll turn into a skeleton like immediately after that seconds um yeah so they they get he gets he gets blasted he's gone um the police they, they get to the end of the flashback the policeman basically fucking likely story. And I'm just, no, I told you it was going to be weird and you weren't going to believe us. But that's right. exactly what happened. I, I got so mad to say, right? Are you, it's going to be mental. But when I tell you, you can't A, laugh or B, not believe me because it's 100% the truth. Yeah, yeah, fine, fine, fine. Yeah, yeah, 100%. No, no, you promise that you, you won't go back on this? No, I won't. I and won't. then they turn, it, they turn around, Boy Meets <laughs> World style. Unless it's about aliens, in which case, <laughs> it was aliens. 
What? No, no. I said, don't laugh. No, no, no. It's just a expelling, expelling air out of my mouth. Yeah. Just, I had too much I'm of just, I'm just thinking as they asked that, that he said earlier. <laughs> <funny>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's aliens, is it? Right. Okay. Um, but to be fair, I don't know. Like they all, they believe what? So they believe that all of these guys have just all gr- grouped together and gone. Let's just lie and say he was abducted by aliens. <laughs> They, <laughs> they, they is that, is that the first better, draft of your murder idea. story like yeah. just tripped or something like that he <laughs> tripped or he's vanished or he was there one minute he he's gone the next yeah. nah it yeah. was bloody aliens mate oh what yeah I said it was aliens they didn't believe him and then there's a nice scene at the end before they go out and do the do the searching um, the character that is in equal parts <clears throat> the good and baddies from Indiana Jones he goes to church, and I remember seeing there's like a, a beautiful stained glass window of Jesus looking up to a beam of light. I think, yeah, oh, no, they got Jesus and all in the past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what happened to Jesus. What do they call him? Choir boy. They call, yeah. call him something like that? Classic. You got, you got choir boy. He loves Jesus. You got the guy who done a bit of, done a bit of porridge, done a bit of bird. <laughs> he's, 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 he's called he, Dallas. He's got because some people there's a jail in Dallas. <laughs> you got Mr. Hare, and then you got uh, Robert, pa- Robert Patrick. At, a, at, at some point in this movie, Robert Patrick has a has a shave, and all his beard's gone. And I was like, "Hang on a minute, who's that? Who's this new character?" Oh, well, he needs him. that beard for later when he has a massive one at the end. He's yeah. got so um, many like look changes in this movie. Like that's free. Right there, the whole portfolio piece in. Um, <laughs> yeah, and apparently yeah, so he, he got hired for X Files on the back of this. Apparently, Chris Chris Carter enjoyed his performance in this film so much, it led him to cast him. Uh, it, it wasn't until, until like what seven years later that he ended up in X Files. But apparently, when he knew he needed a new person, he was like, "Hang on a minute, I know." I need perfect. someone that believes or doesn't believe in aliens. I know, just yeah. the man. When did, they did- um, Terminator Two come out? In relation 92. to this. 92, so, so before. before this. Wow. Yeah. Okay. He'd already established himself as a as a as a oh, man. Yeah. A man that screen. might be looking for someone. <laughs> a man that might be looking for someone. Yeah, get his hands on you. Um, this is the bit that I particularly enjoyed in this film. It took me a second to work out who it was, but the next day, everyone's going out searching for Travis. Right? They're all they're all going to go out and look for him. Um, it's difficult. All the guys are there, apart from Dallas, who makes no secret of not liking him. Um, but um, Mike is about to be held personally responsible for Travis's disappearance by his older brother. And I would take this man's threats very seriously because do you know who he is? Oh, my God. Wait, there. let me just try and remember because I definitely recognised him. He He's someone in a slasher movie, right? He is. You don't see him look like that, though. He doesn't. Only looks like that at the very beginning of the film. But you might know his voice. That's right. That, my friends, is Jack Frost. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Well, I, de- I definitely didn't think it was Jack Frost. I can guarantee you that. No way. <laughs> Jack Frost. Uh, and he's like, I will hold you personally responsible if my uh, if my brother is has been deaded. Scott McDonald. All Scott I noticed McDonald, is that Jack Frost. All I noticed is he had a really weird, like his beard was very straight. It was like a, he had a neck beard that like ended in a really weird way. Sorry, Scott. 
he <laughs> he did voices for like video games. He did some voices in Dead Space, uh, L.A. Noir. Oh wow! Quite a few things. I recognise Chris Carter was like, yeah, having him as well. <laughs> yeah, I'll have you all for this. Movie. Get in the van, and you. <laughs> Get in the yeah. van. <laughs> you I said um, here he was on. Uh, he he was on uh, Conan. Was I guess you won. He loves them aliens. <laughs> he bloody loves the aliens. Uh, I recognised him, but it wasn't from that. So I don't know why I've seen his face. In was before. it from? Three ninjas knuckle up <laughs> as Eddie. Oh, of course. <laughs> no. the main henchman. Now it's just the community kind of... They, everyone's heard about the aliens. Mike's wife is like, oh, my, the kids are going to be called liars at school. Is that why do you think I'm a liar and a murderer? And the police guys want them to take a polygraph test. Yeah. And this um, is where we get yeah. some nice like community. Like I think some of this is pretty good. There's some some visitors to the town as well, like UFO hunters and well, not hunters, oh, yeah. but you know, UFO yeah. enthusiasts who come to get a look. And then there's a guy who works with an agency, well, not an official agency, but like people who love people who love UFOs a lot. Um, and he gives Mike his card and says, "Look, if uh, you ever need anybody," and I thought he's definitely going to throw that away, Mike. But no, it doesn't. <laughs> it looks like he kept it. He keeps it. Business cards are a big deal, but then you keep older. Yeah, just put that put that away somewhere for for a rainy day. In case I do ever need to find an alien specialist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then obviously it's a bit of a difficult one because Mike's wife doesn't quite believe him. I think everybody's kind of they they get an FBI agent in as well. Um, is it an FBI agent? I think so. Frank Waters. No, it's no, like no. an some kind of special he... investigator, and like, yeah. I think at some point the film kind of leads into: Do you work? Do you are you meant to believe that maybe he's kind of like a government guy that like is there to okay, maybe get a little bit of uh, information about the yeah. fiery nipple? Uh, yeah. But he pretty much from the word go suspects foul play, and he kind of like leans into the. He notices the tension between everybody. Uh, and also brings up that Dallas has got a criminal record. So pretty much the whole town soon start to believe that these loggers have done done it. I think they all go into a, into like a diner at one point, don't they? And some old man is just like staring at him and then he yeah. confronts one of them. Yeah, yeah. and he, that's where he calls him a choir boy. And he goes, oh, yeah, show you a choir boy. Punch you, old man, take that. Oh, bloody punch you. And is that the point choir where boy the... would do that, would it? The policeman who's a friendly policeman convinces them to do the do the test. Yeah, he asks them to do a lie detector test. They go and see Dallas, who hasn't been helping with the search. He basically goes, well, his opinion is kind of, um, well, of course, like basically you're telling the truth until that machine says that you didn't. And then if you're telling the truth or not, everyone says you're a liar. And then, of yeah. course, you'll turn on me and then say, I'm on the criminal record. So when people are saying that you're going to be in trouble for it, I'm looking forward to the day that you all then decide that it's me. Um, yeah. He thinks that they're going to make a deal eventually. If it looks like they're going to be done, they'll just make a deal to put Dallas, stitch him up, and they have a bit of an awkward, weird scuffle, don't they? Yeah. Where it's kind yeah, of like, most, I want to beat you up, but also, fights. I want to beat you up, but also hug you, and I can't decide. 
<laughs> just a bit of shirt pulling. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, right. We'll yeah, give you a nookie. He's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, nah. <laughs> Not the nookie. Um, yeah, he's he's putting all the. Like, they have like a bit of a bit of rough and tumble, but they work it out. Um, and then there's a like a town hall meeting. Mike's marriage appears to be increasingly on the rocks as like the search is kind of back off looking for Travis. And then there's like a town meeting and even his like pretty much at this point estranged wife is like there at the meeting where everyone's saying that the kids are scared and there's like press hounding them and mm. is the town safe? Why, why haven't you made any arrests? And the sheriff doesn't really have much of a handle on it. Yeah. And then Mike turns yeah. up and does again, show real stuff. Um, yeah. We like relate. If I was, if I was yeah. Yeah. If I was Chris Carter, this is what because you know he says like my kids go to school with yours. I went to school with you. Like you and like they've lost their job as well, which is added to their marriage problems because they've lost mm. the contract for the logging because where have they lost it? But people who want more people who want trees. We've been waiting for this login for we've waiting for this login for days. Why haven't you finished it? Oh sorry, my mate went missing. Sorry. Cancelled. Oh, all right, hang on. I suppose, yeah, it's very serious, actually, if your mate has gone missing. Um, do you know how he's gone missing? To be honest, this is all academic. There's no explanation for your mate gone missing that would mean I would cancel your contract. It's a tragedy. It was Alien. Aliens, unfortunately, is on that very short list of reasons <laughs> I would cancel your contract for. Yeah, it absolutely um, good. Yes, yeah, so he, does, he does a big scene here and says, fine, we'll take your lie detector test. Um, but if you've got a problem with me, then so why it. does so why does Mike go and have a shave and put on a fresh shirt to do this? Is it just to try and show them, look, I'm 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 a stand up member of the community. Uh, I got a fresh shirt and lovely chinos. Mm. Don't don't think I did a murder, please. Yeah, it doesn't do the gravity, so he look all like teary eyed as he gives this delivery. Yeah, what's what what I kind of like about this is that during this whole the main duration of the film, we we genuinely don't know what happened to Travis, where he's gone, or if he's going to come back, or or anything like that. There's no so, aliens yet. Well, we saw no. the spaceship, but we that did was see the in spaceship. So, so is that like an? Do we suspect it's like an unreliable narrator? Oh God, can you imagine? No, it's in the film, right? I just believe it, regardless. <laughs> well, I saw it with my eyes. I was witness to this too. Yeah, I did. Uh. Yeah, so then they go and do the lie detector test and we get like a interesting scene where obviously everyone's getting asked essentially the same questions, but also quite, quite difficult questions. The guy yeah. says, Is my shirt white or not? And it's like a like a pinstripe one with lots <laughs> and of And the guy is like, Well, it's got some white on it, and he goes, Just Oh well, yes, or yes or no. no. Yeah. Yes or no. Uh, uh yes. Liar! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I get this sometimes. There is a difference between lying and being wrong <laughs> yeah yeah and I he's guess, like i like yeah. the little marks he makes on the paper like uh like he's doing like little sudokus and games on there because yeah. it's like passing by that's the same i, I don't know what they, uh, yeah well, is he just looking for like peaks and peaks and yeah. troughs on it or something? well i guess like i'm not a not a lie detector operator never claimed to be but um i think it's <laughs> to do lie. with like only yes or no answers can be like detector tests uh but 
like I think like it's to do with the time that you take. it's like the stress and the thinking isn't it so obviously it can't really detect actual lies but it's looking at when you have those stressful situations so I think maybe with those questions they're looking to see when you are trying to calculate or when you're trying to think about things so I would only lie speaking, really throw them off don't give yeah. them a like a basic a basis to uh to or just accept from. that you're gonna say yes to everything it's like yeah yeah did you yeah. do the murder yeah. yes no oh fuck no <laughs> and you're really calm about it so it'd be like ah not lying <laughs> well, yeah. yeah um but they do answer the questions about the about the alien spaceship and everything like that and then the guys kind of fall out because they're they're not they haven't really appreciated that they've come and done this and they're not willing to share any information with them so they just send them home and everyone's furious yeah because um, they say the... one of the tests was inconclusive so we can't actually give you the results because we need the results from everybody and then everyone goes all right fair enough but mike goes no absolutely not i've had enough yeah. I've had a gut <laughs> they should have revealed the results like you know on family fortunes and they point to a board and it makes the <laughs> <laughs> <noise>. survey said. <laughs> a survey said, you absolute filthy liar. I like Mike's reaction. He, I mean, he gets so angry. I mean, maybe rightfully so. I mean, they were there for ages, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I think that he, he's almost trying to say, look, we've done everything you've asked of us. And for some reason, you're not doing it you so. still don't believe in the bloody aliens i, I definitely saw aliens. you wait to the last scene of this movie but then it, but then they leave <laughs> you wait till the last scene of this movie <laughs> then they leave and uh i think um one of them maybe the lie detectorist or someone says says no i, I did check this these are <laughs> inconclusive my blue that's a lie because they're very conclusive <laughs> that these guys are not lying yeah what would you do um, Aliens confirmed. I guess there is a difference between it, them telling the truth, meaning that they that they saw aliens or they saw something that they cannot explain. And there was something in the sky that robbed off with their mate. And that is true. So do we try and investigate that a bit more? And probably as a small town sheriff in the early 70s, your equipment to investigate aliens is really limited. But you can maybe eliminate them and say your guy has been taken by someone else. Yeah. Mm. Someone else might be an alien, might not be an alien. Uh, ask Elliot. He's been here this whole time and he ain't given us any information. Have you got yeah. any history with these dodgy these extraterrestrials? No. No, no, no. Never in my life. But just as everything is coming to a head, like, you know, the Mike is kind of sleeping downstairs, treasuring some last moments with his kids before the family like falls apart effectively because the wife is still, you know, his wife still isn't really uh, up amongst and together with what, what he's been saying. And, you know, they're, they're losing money. They don't have work, so they're under a lot of stress. Uh, and they keep getting calls from people and they get one more and Mike goes to answer it instead of... Um, but instead of it being like a reporter or more like prank callers or people giving them abuse over the phone, you never guess who it is. It's only Travis. Having seen oh, 1983's, yeah. uh, 1982, <laughs> sorry, E.T., he's like, you have to phone. Yeah. So he, he gets on go. the phone. Yeah, reverses the charges. 
thing is he has a load of trouble he has a load of trouble talking but he must have had to speak to the operator to ask them to reverse charges yeah (laughs) do you just want (laughs) you just want us to reverse charges (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We'll do it. Screaming down the phone. Here, here it says. <laughs> now he sounds says, like uh, Marv from Malone. Uh, <laughs> just doing a Marv impression. Here it says he's found at the gas station, alive but naked. Is that alive but, but naked? With two T's. Alive, but naked. Alive but naked. Caught him on the counter. <laughs> <laughs> Call me red and creeping with the girl next door. I've been I've been abducted for five days. All right, that's my that's my lie, and I'm it sticking. Wasn't my, it wasn't me. The shaggy defense. <laughs> my husband um, keeps saying he's been abducted by aliens every time he goes on a binge on a, a drug filled <laughs> uh, dehydrated and incoherent. Oh, I didn't even give him a drink while he was there. Bad he was hosts. like. You're absolutely parched. Anyway, we've got nothing for you. A lovely, refreshing spoonful of Marmite. Hey, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's pretending it's nice because it's what aliens are. Oh, I can't be rude. And he's like, mmm, <laughs> lovely. Mm, yeah, that's how I react <laughs> to things I enjoy. Rub my belly and say, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they find him. To be fair, Mike has picked up the whole gang. So his girl, like his young Mike's younger sister, Travis's girlfriend, is in the car. My, um, Travis's brother, Jack Frost, is in the car. Mike's wife is in the car. They're all driving around. And they find him. They go, oh, doesn't see there's no one at that phone because there's a petrol station up here. I'm gonna go, and that's when they find him. He's wrapped and up into <laughs> a little ball. He looks like a little hedgehog or something you find at night. Like he's so small. Defense mechanism. He's so small. (laughs) In fact, Mike scoops him up into his hand and blows on him. (laughs) It coaxes him back to life. Yeah. And he goes, "Ah!" (laughs) puts him in a little box and he wants the water. So he just says, right. He sends off the choir boy who's also in the car. Go and um go and get him some water. And he runs off. And then moments later we see they've just put the tap on in the toilets and he's just drinking out of that. That reminded me of you know when uh, if you'd had if you'd had a skimful and you wake up at like yeah. I don't know f- five a.m. and the mere the mere the mere the mere concept of water is so far removed from your brain <laughs> like you can't even remember what it's like you start drinking it and it's like the elixir of life well it is and it's the most delicious it's I mean it's just water flavored but you're like mm, it's straight bloody do, lovely do you get that a cup is, then or do you get it straight from the tap do you I you think straight, on the tap lock, but straight from the tap, and also if you just brush your teeth as well, oh, it's ooh. heavenly. <laughs> if, if you've got a real bad, if you've got a real bad, well, normal level hangover, it's a two teeth brush kind of job. You got to get on when you get up straight away, and then another oh, one yeah, after yeah. about an hour. You're like, and then you want to drink enough water to hear it sloshing about as you walk back to bed. Yeah, your, your eyeballs to be floating. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, Mike, Mike's having all that water. And then they think, should we phone an ambulance? Nah, I'll tell you what, I've got this card for this alien guys. I don't know oh, when else God. I'm going to get to you. But... This is so strange because they call those alien guys and then they're all like fuming that they're there. Even Mike, who, who, who called them, he's like, all right, I've had a guts for you now. Get out of it. If they're, you... weird. they're being weird people. They're, like, they're, they're demanding quite a lot. They're demanding everyone to be quiet. Watch the interview. Uh, Mike has only just got back. 
I, I don't know. I'd be like, just wait till later. Why take, do some, to... take some pictures of him naked on the top. Give me a dressing let, gown. Yeah, let him have a sandwich and a sit down. Before he starts a sandwich and a sit down. Get him a get him a pair of pair of kecks at least. Is oh, like, like like to be fair, I would say is sugar lumps you know, flopping about. Yeah, <laughs> any kind of sporting event is less harrowing than a five day alien abduction. Get him a foil blanket and a nana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but, so they lose the temp with them and they go fine plan B hospital then I guess they take him to hospital and he's in there and he's reap poorly he's had no food or drink for five days um, Mike goes to see him goes yeah I know you've had a tough time but I think I'm getting divorced um, yeah <laughs> you think you got it bad divorced Mike says something Sorry. like um, uh, something along the lines of yeah, so you can see why uh, we left you there. But I did come back, so you like, can't he, be mad. Kind of, yeah, exactly. He frames it in the way that you can't be mad that I left you there because I came back. And then he looks up because you left me. I wasn't yeah. angry about it before, but now he pretty much does blame. Like, I mean, blames Michael... Travis, doesn't he? For it, he's like, you got out of the truck, you absolute fool. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, then they have like. Is it like a welcome home party for him after he's yeah, like a surprise party? Idea. So he, yeah, he comes out of the hospital and the psychiatrist <laughs> gone. I know literally you've not been able to bring yourself to talk because something horrible has happened to you. You can't touch him without him screaming like a five-year-old girl at the minute. Let's get as many people into this small house as possible. Let's have a little sweaty mosh pit. Everyone rive <laughs> up pop- against each other. As soon as he arrives, everybody scream and pop balloons and blow yeah. party poppers. <laughs> Just poking, prodding from all angles with little. Yeah, yeah. everyone put these alien masks on. It'll be funny because, like, (laughs) on on the way back though, like all the people, the press are wanting to talk to the little kids. Go, hey, Travis, you're famous. Sign our newspaper. And the policeman's there, the special investigator, going, "Uh, "So you're really famous, aren't you? But there's a lot of money in talking about aliens." Massive liar says, "What?" You go, pardon. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Next time. Next and time, then, Travis. He, he goes, and then he also gets his favorite thing, which is uh, syrup on the head. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, I put the, the evocative. You know, sometimes a, you know a smell or a texture that that will bring back memories, won't it? You know, if I yeah, you know, if you smell something that reminds you of playing on the school fields, the cut grass. When Mike, well not Mike, when Travis gets a bit of maple syrup, when he goes mad under the table, a bit of maple syrup goes down. He goes into his he remembers that palace. He remembers that trip to Canada yeah, uh, 10 years ago. And he's like, no, no, not again. <laughs> maple syrup on everything. No. <laughs> what he actually remembers is that time just a few days ago when he woke up in a big pool of maple syrup on an yeah. alien spaceship. I tell you what, aliens, yeah. you may have mastered intergalactic travel and so on not met an alien that is any good at decorating absolute shit no aesthetics in their ships at all just big this is the most this is the most like disgusting looking interior of a alien spacecraft ever it's like it's it's like in a state of disrepair it's a shit show there's dead bodies there's goopy goop yeah there's The, the vibe weirdly reminds me of Jacob's Ladder. I think maybe more in the flashbacks yeah. leading up to this. Uh, but I don't know. There's something about the way the, the lights um, 
beaming down on his face. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's horrible. There's like a rancid film over the kind of pod that he's in that he has to poke his hand through. A membrane. Yeah, it, membrane. It, it looks like it's just the the ship has just been left for years and years and years, and these aliens are still mucking about with abductions in like the shittest little ship ever. It's like never it's on like, the Hoover round. <laughs> never yeah. on the Hoover round. Uh, MOTs due. It's absolutely riddled with issues that ufo it's a rancid um, ship it makes the um like an alien like a xenomorph hive makes that like the bloody habitat catalog lovely like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it does they've it's it's a real a real state and then no sooner has he pierced that membrane that he slips out tumbles out of the thing into like a gravity gravityless void on a little string yeah, yeah. It's, it's just so strange isn't it like it's such a strange like fever dream this yeah. whole and whole like scenario it is also i mean if, what i'd say if everyone wants to watch this film and they're not sure just watch it it's like a five minute sequence or something it's the whole it's, it's the last 20 minutes of the movie and like there's about five minutes where it, they talk about it again at the end but but it's like yes. so it really and unique and creepy and it feels like they've just taken to someone's description like maybe it is the real description given by travis walton in the walton experience uh of what it was like and what happened and what the interior looked like and it's looked like they've gone right let's just based on your description let's just make it doesn't matter how aesthetic it is um let's do it because we want it to be as alien as possible like literally very strange yeah um, on the Wikipedia entry, it says, In his flashback, he awakens inside a slimy cocoon. Breaking out of its membrane, he finds himself in a zero-gravity environment inside a cylindrical enclosure whose walls contain other similar cocoons. And he is horrified to inadvertently discover that one contains the decomposing remains of a human body. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's horrid. You ever done that in the middle of the night? If you put your hand in something gross by accident, in a whole bowl of pasta, it looks like he did. A... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, re- you're reaching in to like, you know, just grab yourself. Like, oh, oh, there's that, there's that tin of diet coke in the fridge. I fancy that. I'm awake, and I, I forgot this blancmange was in here. Oh, no. <laughs> Philadelphia. Blamange. It's always Philadelphia. Accidentally oh, no. open it. I've got the <laughs> Gravy, leftover me. gravy. You know that prank where someone's in a toilet stall and they ask for toilet paper <laughs> and as they grab it, they put Nutella on the guy's hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, what's this? Is it shit? <laughs> no, it's just Nutella. Oh, you've had me. You absolutely ruined me. Yeah. A, gu- a um, guy, I, a guy I, I know used to do that all the time, but like not in that scenario, but like he would walk into a room full of people with a piece of toilet paper with Nutella on it, and they sort of just like start brandishing it into people's faces, and they were like, "Get out! Oh, you're disgusting! Oh, it's my shit!" What an idiot! <laughs> He's just like carrying like a party pack of Nutella around with him. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He did it. He loved it. He was always doing it. What an absolute weirdo! I mean, the way to. Not that I condone escalating these things, but the way to have got that guy back was to actually get some shit on him sometime. Yeah. 
yeah, Abs- yeah. humiliate him. Yeah, leave, leave, <laughs> just throw that. So try and spook him with the same trick, and he go, "Oh yeah, I knew that." <laughs> oh yeah, go <laughs> Welcome to being blind. Absolutely <laughs> humiliating. Welcome to being blind. Because I uh, assume it's dog shit that you've done, not you. Definitely dog shit. Uh, <clears throat> so Travis like floats into this sort of chamber and he thinks he sees some aliens in there, but no, it's just those leftover inflatable aliens from the nineties. I really <laughs> like, I really like that thing where like those leftover of their spacesuit suits. So never, yeah. ever considered it that, yeah, aliens probably aren't immune to the void of space because space yeah. is the worst. I've told you this before. Oh. People tell you that worst things happen at sea. Can't say that to astronauts because space is the fucking worst. One little <laughs> thing goes wrong and you're done. You're brown bread. Because these yeah. little spacesuits look like the way people have described aliens for years, isn't it? The friendly like, little grey aliens, the shiny little men. Yeah. And they're just and the never... spacesuits. That's a really good idea. Brilliant. Yeah. They're actually little brown men inside. Yeah. Little little brown dudes. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then he gets snap, pretty much... Crackle, apprehend- yeah, he one gets... of them comes up behind him. Snap, snap <laughs> goes to grab him by the shoulder and he biffs his helmet off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I watched... Um, uh, his name? Uh, uh, Travis Walton. He was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and he was talking about this experience. It's really interesting oh, right. to watch. Like, um, and he said the film depicted it as quite like a dark moment. He thinks in revisiting it, um, in his mind, he thinks that he was just so shocked at what was happening, and he hit this alien on the head. But he didn't think the aliens were being violent or aggressive in any way he thinks he just saw one and like punched it to get away from him because he was so scared of it um but he said they might have actually been quite nice these really charming little guys <laughs> they, they, might, the <laughs> they might have been quite nice hello there sir we come like in to see you. you're a little bit lost <laughs> aren't you bang <laughs> uppercut you were double fist yeah um <laughs> what we did was we brought you up here to explain Please don't tell you one about it. Because it's in zero G, he's got loads of movies. He does like a guile flash kick. He does like a backflip kick. You know, you know when you're a kid and you do special moves when you're in the pool? It's yeah. like that, cracking them all out, doing the Liu Kang never-ending <laughs> flying kick. <Yeah. laughs> he's flying around doing all those things. Apparently, I read, I read the... I read a little Wikipedia description of the of the actual experience, and apparently in the real experience, the real experience, the experience that he told in his book, the Travis Walton experience, he um, my favorite album. He fought three. He fought three <laughs> of them, and then met like a human character in like a space helmet. And after he met him, he's when he passed out, and then was and horrible things happened to him. So got sold out by one of his own. They didn't put that into the film. Oh, um, he was, he was, I was fighting the three. Then this big guy turned up. He was the, he was the leader. These, these ones are actually quite strong, aren't they? I think they get him on the floor and they drag him across the floor. Yeah, they wrestle quite... him. They like once they, once that first one, like he's, he's fighting one, and then three of them yeah. come and they, they team up on him and they pants him. <laughs> um... <laughs> Humiliate his t-shirt over the top of his head like a, like a hockey player. And then he start yeah. rubbing his stomach really hard. Yeah, giving him a pink belly. No, no. no. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's he's 
they they like force him onto a table. This is again, it's quite a harrowing thing, isn't it? Because it goes from a fight to like being like manhandled by these three aliens who pin him down. Um, and he mm. he's terrified at this point because he get we get a pretty good look at these fellas, don't we? They're like little yeah. muscle men, but big yeah. heads. Big yeah. heads and tiny little faces in the middle of their heads. Yeah. They put like the, they, the plastic bag over his face. Well, they took Wet. him in real tight. Took him in really tight. Yeah. <laughs> That's too tight. It's a special alien blanket that once you're tucked in, normally can constrict you. It's like they're sealing him to, uh, like a vacuum packed yeah. ceiling so they can hmm. ship him overseas. Yeah, they put him in the things <laughs> that you need to keep, mat- to keep your mattress really small, like your <laughs> yeah, spare like- duvets. It's like a wet duvet cover. Or did you ever like put a flannel on your face when you're in the bath as a kid and like never will again? (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing, Ben? Little baby Ben running after your mum because I'm just playing. I'm just playing fire in the sky, (laughs) mum. I was playing fire in the sky, mum. Got any marmite? Passes the marmite. (laughs) Passes the marmite. Yeah. Then they pry his. Well, they pry his eye open. Pry his mouth open. Stick a load of marmite. Is it marmite? I thought it was like a treacle, but I guess it could be Marmite. If it's Marmite, I mean, I like, I, I'm a big Marmite fan, but that's a lot of Marmite. That's that, that, powerful yeah, too much. That you only want to have strong, but you know, I, I take it as Marmites because aliens, as we know, most times when we see them doing abductions, they're trying to do a science and they must know that Marmite famously <laughs> you either love or hate, and they're trying to definitively experiment find out. one does he love or does he hate? Yeah, uh, undecide- oh. he can't decide because he's just. In pain, I don't like, think it's Marmite because his reaction isn't strong enough. I mean, it's more like, loves like it, grease, isn't it? Like they they need to lubricate his throat to get that that piping in there, which I don't know what that's for. <laughs> yeah, and they well they connect that up because then this big sort of laser comes down, and like the towel that they put him in has just got one eye hole in it. So once they put the milk in his eyes, so he can see through it as well, he can just see the he's yeah, like spyglass yeah. in across as like the big. Where does laser the milk comes go? down. The milk goes into his eye. Yeah, it goes in his eye. Into his eyeball. Yeah. His, left, his left, right eyeball gets bigger, full of more white stuff. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, skimmed right. extra. Semi skimmed. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it probably was. It wasn't thick enough to be full fat. It wasn't thick enough no. to be blue milk. It was a little bit <laughs> wishy washy, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then what happens? That's, is that it for the. He wakes up back. He wakes up at the doctor's office. They say, oh, yeah, we, we took you to the doctor's office because you were under that table going. Who is it? The doctor, absolutely like. Absolutely mad. Believe, does the doctor believe him? Like the psychiatrist doctor, she seems to. He says, yeah, him. sounds about right. I mean. I've been repressing this, but I've remembered this horrible thing that happened to me uh, properly now. Yeah, so she, can, she's got I some like maple on. syrup on her head. He's like, yeah, I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, like we've, we've gone through it and we make light of some of the bits, but genuinely, yeah. for a film that is, what, be approaching 30 years now, this film is, since this film came out, hmm. I think it holds up pretty well. Those aliens are horrid. Yeah, and it was yeah. always like the alien stuff in the X-Files, which I think hasn't aged as well going back to it like all the alien storylines the, the sort of monster of the week stuff still works well but the alien storylines feel a bit overdone um but yeah going back to this uh, i mean well i say going back to this but i've never seen this film before but you know seeing it for the first time after which is 30 years old i think it's yeah, great approaching that yeah um and 
I think what I like about the the story as well is that quite often in you know real life alien abductions on Discovery Channel on Aliens Week or whatever or whatever quite often there is a disconnect between what the person tries to do and it's like oh yeah I just felt a sudden calm over me and they spoke to me in my mind or I couldn't move or whatever this guy tries to fight aliens and just gets like battered yeah and and there's a yeah there's a terrible fear in that of just being like despite the fact that you're trying to fight them you just get overpowered and you're just trapped under a big thick wet blanket Yeah. yeah it's pretty scary um, yeah, horrible scene. And then we close out, and I guess this is the nature of being a biopic, right? That it's, uh, you know, that we flash forward. We know that Travis has had some problems, but a couple of years have passed. He is now married to his girlfriend from the from the from the beginning of the movie. They have one little kid and um, another one on the way. He's a he's a sensible he's a sensible man now. He's a sensible Paul Rudd looking fella. He's holding down a job. He's not opened a uh, he's not opened an empty car showroom, uh, and he goes to see Mike, who is now like a hermit who has like a big beard and lives on his own on the outskirts of town. Oh, it's a shame for Mike, isn't it? So his life's pretty much collapsed since then. He lives on his own. Hasn't seen his kids. Um, isn't that weird? Like he wasn't even the one who. Uh... Got abducted, and yeah. Abducted, yeah. abducted, and his life is the one. And he was telling the truth, like, and he was telling the truth, yeah, yeah. Because Mike came back and must have told those guys that it's not Mike. I don't Travis think that had anything to do with the said. alien stuff. It's the double denim. That's yeah. what got him exiled. Yeah, well, he was exiled, exiled from town. <laughs> too much uh, denim. Put a yeah. plaid shirt back on, mate, with your jeans, and you'll be welcome back anytime. I shan't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I've made I my shan't. choice. He does look good though. I mean, I'll be honest. Even even in his, he's supposed to be like, oh, he's a recluse. He's almost a bit of a, um, a, a social outcast. The hair and the beard and the cow—is it a cowboy hat? In my head, he's got a cowboy yes. hat. On. He's got a cowboy, cowboy hat. hat. In my in my like, looks great. Looks like uh, I'll be impressed if that man walked into into a shop I was in. I go, what what a great guy. What what, what a strong look. Yeah, um, a strong look. So Travis comes and says, "Come on." It's overdue that we had a had a little talk. Come out and um, come out for a drive. I mean, they drive to the place he was abducted, and Mike says, "Oh, I don't like it here." Travis says, "I don't like it here either. Absolutely the worst place ever. Got abducted from here." Um, yeah. But basically, they they make up. Said, "Oh, you know, you've got you've got a, a ne- you've got like a you've got like you're an uncle once already. You're about to be an uncle for a second time. I haven't even seen the baby." Uh, he's named their firstborn after him. Now I forget if it's a boy or a girl. So it's either also called <laughs> yeah, Michael or Michelle. They've got like, he's named it after Michael. Said, oh, you know, it's time to come back, and they do. And they all go back, and everyone's happy. Nice family time. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Credits roll, and that's and that's it. That's how you fire in the sky. Um, mm. I've got a bit of name game for you. If you guys are ready. Nice. Oh yes. So the first one is about a man called Walton who gets something stuck in his eye. He's trying to get it out, but his fingers are always too low to get this thing out of his eye. Just too low. <laughs> too low. Yeah. Uh, um. So something in the eye. 
fingers too high. Oh, he has to get higher in the eye? Higher in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. This yeah. next one. Um, so if, if you were to find one of these in a pastry-based dessert, you'd have a right to complain. And also you'd have something to add to your collection of electronic bits and pieces. If you had a a dryer in this in your pie. A wire in your, a wire in your eye. Well, wire in the pie. Wire in the pie. <laughs> wire in the pie. Yeah. And this last one. Um so, so Bilbo Baggins from The Hobbit. So he's yeah. heading out on a new quest. This is a, a sequel to Lord of the Rings. Heading out on a new quest to visit all of the Southeast Asian restaurants for his new blog, where he writes under the username Bill Blog Bloggins. <laughs> Bill Blog Bloggins. So um... he's so he, he it's so this is the name of his blog. Um, and the, and the idea of the blog is he's going to visit all the Southeast Asian restaurants, and the username is Bill Blog Bloggins because that's funny. So, what is Bill Blog Bloggins? Because he's he's going to be something in the tie. Yeah. My brain just just just. But what is he in the check, tie? My brain just checked out. My brain just decided to check out. I mean, it, it doesn't really make that much sense. Other than it's Hobbit related. <laughs> is he a halfling in the tie? <laughs> It's Shire in the tie. Shire. Shire in the tie. Oh, Shire in the tie. Oh. Got any off so, the top of the dome then to add to that one? Oh, I've got one, but don't ask me where this came from, and I'm very sorry in advance. Uh, I've just got a new job. Uh, walking around a town in... <laughs> I'm walking around a town. Uh, it's a market town in England near the border of Wales. Uh, and my job, uh, I'm a bellman, but I just shout a load of stuff while I ring the bell. Crier. Uh, town crier <laughs> in the... <laughs> town crier. Uh, it's like southeast Herefordshire. It's on a river. The river is also the named after y. the town. It is, that's correct. I'm a town, town crier. crier in the Y. In the river. Town, you stand crier, in the... The... town crier in Ross-on-Y. Very good. Crier in the Y. <laughs> In the way. That's much um, better. That's much better. I have uh, an alternate. Uh, obviously, this is a biopic based on a uh, uh, a, a true story, uh, a novel that was written by uh, by our, by our mate here. So the Walton, the Walton experience, uh, the Travis Walton experience. Um, turns out. Um, you can actually buy another book. Some would argue perhaps more interesting. It is about uh, uh, a British actor who uh, played James Bond for a couple of movies and just the oh. time he had doing that. We're going to say Danny Dyer. Dyer. But he didn't play James Bond. Yeah. So I would say is the James Bond films that hit this particular actor are underrated. Uh, it's got to be... Wait, which one? Instead of the Walton experience. Dalton. The Dalton experience. <laughs> the Dalton experience. Yes. Uh, and my other one is just for a cut of the film um, in which uh, the, the tagline for it is just yippee ki yay yippee ki yo but they sing it. 
Yippee-ki-yay, yippee-ki-yo. Yippee-ki-yay, yippee Ghost Riders in the sky. Ghost Riders in the sky. Sorry. I mean, yeah. The, the level of the, of that name game was so high that, as I said, my brain checked out, unfortunately. Good times. Wow. Yeah. We've done it. We've done You're it again. Dreamer, ben. We drew. Yeah, ben, if you could just go away and get yourself several years of life experience in less than a week, that would be great. <laughs> okay. So we need to rate the film. Rate good or rate bad. Hmm. Indeed. Interesting. I would, I would rate average. For the, for the most of it and then rate good at the at the end so it'd be like a um a, a c to a b like a b minus or the c plus 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 b minus b b a minus and then down to c plus again okay no no i mean on average like a graph yeah i mean what would that be overall? Overall, it'd be like a, a B minus. But the, the ending bit is Classic. really good. Yeah. <laughs> Classic B minus. But now, but now with uh, some some reasoning behind it. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, yeah, I think I think I join you on a. Did you say a B minus or a B? I say a B minus just because you know I would have liked there to be a bit more alien abduction stuff. But at the same time, I understand why they saved it yeah. for that moment because it is really impactful where where they kind of have it in the movie but apart from that you know i enjoyed it but i think maybe the reason i'm going as low as that is just because as a horror movie it is mm-hmm. small town drama for a lot of it um did you want more backstory about the aliens i don't know i, I don't I, not more backstory i didn't want to know how they were created and <laughs> what were they <laughs> how they came uh, to earth oh, our ship is knackered yeah. Well, our nipple, our nipple ship is absolutely knackered. We need well, to all this red smoke come up, but that isn't what it's meant to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think if someone describes your your flying object as a fire in the sky, it's probably going to crash pretty soon. What is it? What do they call our ship? They call <laughs> it a fire, fire in the sky. <laughs> Get him abducted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this film is a, is a B a B minus, and then at one point it turns to bananas. But it's so damn good. Oh wow! <laughs> Narners. very B-Narners. nice. Yeah. What, what, uh, what was your What was your rating? Sorry, Ben. Was it B Yeah, I say B minus as well. B yeah, for you. B Narners. Um, absolutely yeah, B Narners. I'm gonna join you guys on B minus B Narners as well, because again, the same. Like, yeah, strictly speaking, we're fine here at Horror Hangout Podcast. We'll uh, we'll stretch the definition of a horror movie. That's fine. We'll do that. Um, yeah, like for the most part of this film, I can see why they don't describe it as a horror film because it could be just about this whole the act of the community. But then again, is that not also most of Jaws? Just that the action scenes are, sp- <laughs> are split across several yeah. other bits of action. And the scene we get here for this 20 minutes, it's really good and it holds up really well. Um, I was very surprised. I was looking at the visual effects crew um, behind this. Not a great deal more other things, certainly not in their filmography. I'm not sure if they've done more TV and that wasn't on Letterboxd. But, what did they look like? Um, three three little bold I couldn't see they, 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 weren't, they weren't worthy of a photo. I just saw 
little picture of a dinosaur as part of the visual effects team, but a couple of them also worked on Spawn. I was surprised that I didn't see more more things behind these people because I think the the alien design and the aesthetic that was behind some of this mm. stuff. Maybe I didn't look at the right names and it was the set designers that were coming up with all this versus the visual yeah. effects people. But Spawn um, is like 90% CGI, right? Yeah, it's just that big red cartoon cape that he has. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but the... Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot to like about this. I Maybe if you're a horror fan with not that much time on your hands, just seek out this particular this particular clip um probably, probably on youtube maybe yeah you can probably see at least some of it on youtube i guess final final story then you know this isn't the joe rogan podcast you haven't got him on doesn't that take our calls but what do you really think happened to uh old uh once a dreamer now a sensible man old uh travis yeah he travis got Martin. abducted the abduction is too bizarre for it not to be made up uh for it sorry for it to have been made up sorry <laughs> so yeah but let's believe him do believe the other him, guys believe him. <laughs> I've, I've not read the, the walton experience do the other guys uh who were in that car did they all say they saw the the saucer oh yeah good question i'm guessing they did maybe one of us maybe you have to mm. read the walton the the wally wally's experience there travis walton where's walton see what happened in the spaceship, yeah, they, all the rest of them have released book books as well, so we'll have to read them. We'll catch read up the, whole the whole series, the Mike experience, the Mike experience, the Dallas experience. My wife didn't believe me. He's <laughs> yeah, hopefully there's a sequel where he, he finds himself abducted again. Do you think oh, that God, his character not again? Like a phone with him. Do you think this character? Was in any part the influence for the crop duster man who saves the day in Independence Day? Oh, yeah, good point. Possible. Yes. So the sequel. <laughs> I'm in a yes like mood. This, do you like this film more or less if it serves as a prequel to Independence Day? Uh, more. If that's the case, official. Let's just say more. Prequel to Independence Day. That man there we go. confirmed went on to become a crop duster and have a problem with alcohol, which he eventually <laughs> crop becomes duster. crop duster, dirty boy. Yeah, and then uh, gets gets better from alcoholism to kill an entire spaceship full of aliens. Hero. Yeah, there we go. That's that. I suppose Mike could turn into that guy because he like easy yeah. exile lives out on the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. Thanks for listening. Um, if you enjoyed today's episode, you can become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout, where you can get some bonus content, heaps of free stuff, and you can join uh, a bunch of cool people like Lane Spencer, John Crinan, Ben Scaife, Stephen Christopher, Toby Miller, Laura Kendrick, Scott Rigby, Ollie Childs, Julia Bilgren, Leslie Carlo, and Pazuzu. Um, I think you've got uh, some special apps lined up for that, for that pretty soon, right? We have. We just released quite recently a Resident Evil movie rankings. Uh, you dodged a bullet there, Luke. You had to watch significantly less movies <laughs> of Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> movies are varying quality, but he does love his make wife. Movies. Oh, he does. He does make a movie. Uh, you yeah. find anyone that loves their wife quite as much. You won't. Definitely not. Uh, 
new new uh, theme music as well from Taj Easton, which is which is nice. I've listened to it. It's lovely, lovely music. Not just theme yeah. music, but also outro music as well. Now, well, well, well. Can you believe it? Coming I up can. in the world. Thanks, Taj. <laughs> Thank you, Taj. <laughs> um, and we got we got more coming um, content wise. I think having done the Resident Evil film rankings, Ben and I were talking that we might do a couple little short bonuses where we might just spend a few minutes talking about each of the games. So little little sample that we'll sprinkle in in the coming months. We still have some more bonus content to do as well. Hey, if that re- on the Resident Evil theme, if that's particularly remarkable footage we get tomorrow, do you want to see? Uh, excited or disappointed faces at some point. Maybe we'll do something about that. Awesome. Yeah. And then next week, uh, Firestarter, I believe. That's right. Oh, yeah. Double Fire Bill. Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah do, we're we'll doing do the double, right? The original and the remake. Uh, yeah. yeah. Could be fun. What about the demake? The demake. Yeah. Uh, that'll it's be the week like... after. Just like <laughs> scribblings on paper. Maybe we'll make a D-make. Yeah, we'll yeah. do a D-make. Let's do it ourselves. It's just Luke gets singed his eyebrows. <laughs> ah, what have I done? But there's yeah. people who recreate trailers for like £10. <clears throat> yeah. I was just quickly the... turning on one of the rings at the, on the hub. Oh, done yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it again. Uh, nice one. Cool. Right. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks to uh, my co-host Ben and Andy for being right horror dudes. Oh, thank you thank very you, much Luke, for being right horror dude as well. What a time. Ple- pleasure as always. See Sounds you next all week. Back together again. See you next week, everybody. See you in a bit. Bye. Where will we have been for the next seven days? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning up naked. <laughs> Screaming. But naked. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.